Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about the subject of meditation. But before we get to that... Meditate on this. Mm -hmm. Well, that is exploring options of uh, spiritual information, so this yeah, is a good well night done. for that. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it is Ix, I-X, which is the, oh, Ick, is it Ick? Ick, yeah, ick, the wind. The wind, oh. Five of the spirit, yeah. Yes. It's very good all the way around. So, so it is about breath, which is also about communication, and I mean about uh, meditation. Mm -hmm. And this is, I harmonize in order to communicate, modeling breath. I seal the input of spirit with the galactic tone of integrity. I am guided by the power of death. Modeling breath is really an excellent day to do the meditation, mm -hmm. show on meditation, because a lot of meditation has to do with paying attention to your breath. Yeah. Uh, the idea of conscious breath, because you have your focus on the breath, has got to be fundamental in the process of becoming aware of uh, the ability to meditate. Little children have a word for meditation, which is, of course, daydreaming. Now, I don't know if you're one of those children, but um, teachers have the tendency to bludgeon children with the word daydreaming. And then when you finally find daydreaming again, it's called a senior moment. And all of that is so much malarkey in one place. And by that, I meant bovine feces. Actually, yeah, bovine. No, equestrian. Equestrian feces, then. So daydream right now. All right, stop drooling and come back. Well, I would See like how abusive it is? to make a comment about that, because I was thinking, once you said that, I remember that was a big issue when I was a kid with teachers and us daydreaming, looking out the window or not paying attention. But I think now with kids, it's that, that they don't even have the ability to get into that lost state of mind. Because no, because it's there's so an focusly. electronic device in front of them that's keeping them from being in either world. That's what they do. Have you played solitaire on your iPhone? Don't tell me, because you can't. You're, too, you're paralyzed by it. Hours go by, you have a splitting headache. And that's from looking at this little tiny screen. Can we speak from personal experience. <laughs> Everyone speaks from personal experience. As a matter of fact, that's the only thing you can speak from. Otherwise, you're repeating. Uh, even reading it from someone will be experiencing it to a degree. All we have is personal experience. And that's, oh, no, that's your personal experience. How can we take that seriously? Yeah. You know, that's the way that whole thing works. Well, one, I. Meditation really is important, and there was once a time, at least 90% of our day, we lived in a state of meditation. We weren't focused, and, and there's really, if you, well, I know this is being very simplistic, but if you look at us as being in two different ways, either we're focused or we're in that peripheral vision. We're either looking and reading, reading words on a page, or our eyes are relaxed, and we're in a more peripheral state of mind. And mm -hmm. that is the state of meditation. And a hundred years ago, we would focus long enough to hitch up a plow, and then we would be behind the plow and be in that broad gaze um, the rest of the day. And mm -hmm. that's what our brain is really designed to be in, in that or proportion. Or hunting is exactly the same and, thing. And you go into this intuition, there's the animal, I can feel it over there. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. That's well, all lost in well, the modern we, world. Um, yeah, well, we, where was he? Um, 
we, we spend so much of our time in that focused state, our eyes do as well. And that's a couple weeks ago or months ago, I, I showed us the meditation, how to do the gaze, which I'll do again um, for those mm -hmm. that may not have seen that. But we are so constantly focused on something like even the buildings and the walls and the trees don't even let you gaze over the horizon anymore. Yeah. There's, there's something to interrupt your gaze. So a lot of people become nearsighted or farsighted or whatever that is where they have, have to wear yeah, reading glasses and such because your eyes don't move. Well, just like our eyes getting the exercise of gazing out and in exercise the eyes, our brain, our mind, and our consciousness gets exercised by focus and then non-focus. And we're designed to be mostly in the non-focus. But because we have so much battling for our attention like this, the, um, that has got to be the single uh, most solitaire game and everything. We well, this is the thing. The most we've said this so many times on the show. The most valuable thing there is on the planet Earth is someone else's attention, which is a act acting insanity, because it's your attention. That's the deal. It's your attention. So we other people, just to clarify human. that, it's our attention that is the most valuable thing, not other people's. Correct, but there is this misfiring synapse in the entire human race that dictates that if someone else is paying attention to you, you are somehow validated by that, which would mean that you are validated by the external, and that's superstition per se. You are the only source of anything that's worthwhile in your life. You are it. You are your experiences. You can say, you can read anything you want, but you have to have the experience to make it valid. Once you've had the experience, then you can grow something out of it. So I've been meditating for a long time. For many years, I started with the, uh, a magic eye painting that produced the flower of life. And it took me forever to see it the first time. And then I was, uh, and it lasted a nanosecond. And then it took me a half of forever to see it the second time. So there's growing your entire uh, ability to meditate. Um, either one of us have spent, everybody has spent uh, 30 years with adult human beings asking, what's meditation? And what do you say, daydreaming? You know, how does that work? How do you explain meditation? Meditation is connecting yourself to the higher, connecting yourself to the big picture in order to figure out how to act down here in this much smaller picture here on Earth. This is a small picture. I know it looks huge, but it's not. It's really not much if you compare. See, we're cut off from what's up all the time. There's a word in French that means that if you live on the second floor and you have a balcony out over the street, you can spy all day long and no one will ever know you're there because you have this privacy because people don't look up. Yeah, it's very different, and, and that's who we've become. <clears throat> well, you were talking about us being the source of everything. Yeah. One of the big things that keeps us out of that state of meditation, and frankly, we could live in that state, like I was saying, that relaxed gaze or the focused mm -hmm. gaze, like being focused on this or that. Um, a lot of this is very contrived that we can get out of our life, mm -hmm. like having your cell phone with you compulsively checking email or Facebook all the time, that is something you can make the decision to stay quiet in the moment because that does pull you out. Driving in traffic, 
you know how meditative it is to go on a long drive where there is no traffic mm -hmm. and you're just cruising along and your mind can travel anywhere and be yeah. metabolizing anything. But when you're in traffic, your mind engage. Oh, that so-and-so, that's such-and-such. Either he's a maniac or he's a crazy person or something in front mm -hmm. of you. And your mind gets engaged in battle with everybody that you pass and, or that passes you usually. And I think it's really up to us to make the decision because we have power over this, yeah. to make the decision whether we engage in it. And I'm not saying that that will be the a real rapid thing for people to make that conversion. I don't know. Maybe it'll be make easy it for some people and not so for others. Yeah. But just know that it's in your power to do that, to say, I don't engage. I was coming off an exit on Route 50, and it was one of those long jersey bumpers on both sides. And it was later at night. I was going over the speed limit. That it was a real low speed limit, so it wasn't like I was just puttering along. And somebody came and passed me, it was one lane, almost knocked me into the Jersey bumper on this side because mm -hmm. it was such a shock to see him come around on that little bit of space. I know. And I immediately, the whole adrenaline rush came up and I started, oh gosh, I, my first reaction was, what an idiot, he almost killed me. I ought to go talk to him and, and say, you gotta pay more attention to what you're doing. And then immediately I thought, I do not wish to spend my life force on this. And so Very I turned well it off. Yeah, yeah. And immediately that whole cascade stopped and yeah. I went back to what I was thinking of. Now we I'm not saying I can accomplish that every single time, but we do have the power to and go for it, attempt to do that. Blame keeps you out of living in the moment. Blame engages you with someone else and it makes you able to lie to yourself and not see your own power. If yeah. you're blaming anyone for your reality, oh, they made me, they made me energetically upset. Oh, like sure, I, yeah. I hear a lot of people, oh, that person's negativity. Oh, well, yeah. If you're blaming somebody else for your state of mind, you've got worse problems than the other or person being negative. Or blaming them for your lack of your education is what you're blaming yeah. them for. Yeah. We've said so many times the difference between fear and information is the level of consciousness that you're at. And the more we meditate, the easier this stuff comes up online. It's that simple. The more, the greater percent of your day that's spent in meditation, the easier the transformation is. Mm -hmm. If you, if we were, <clears throat> and it'll never be, and I wouldn't suggest it, however, if there were uh, two hours to meditate in the morning and two hours to meditate before you go to sleep, and uh, some period of at least an hour during the middle of the day where you meditated. And, you know, if this was, people would say, well, I nap for an hour, things like that. But that's still, that's better off than not. If we would take it easy on us that we are the human race, like we're in this enormous race to get to wherever that is, what, what in the world is the hurry? You know, people are going, oh, oh. Well, there's no finish line. It used line, to be 60 mile no an hour race. speed limit, and then they cut it back to 55, and then everybody went nuts about all that stuff. And the government was saying, oh, no, let's, so we'll use less gas. And no, it's so we're more frustrated. It's amazing the number of things we're frustrated with. The toll roads are just designed to get you upset. There are so many things that are just designed. I mean, it's greed. I'm not arguing the point but we have to take over our lives again and not allow ourselves to be upset by the idiocy. 
Well, it's true. I mean, either people. you make it your battle and you work toward doing something about it, or you let it go. Yeah. There are really just two choices yeah. there. This illusion that we can be in the midst of that. But the um, one thing that I, I found to be very powerful is realizing that there are huge, an infinite number of different techniques of meditation, yeah. and that you mm -hmm. can do them, a lot of these meditation techniques, at the same time as doing something else. And all this is doing is teaching you how to get back to our natural state of mind. Yeah. If you go to a less, um, what is this, westernized culture, people really do walk around most of the time in a state of meditation. Yeah. For instance, I had a job that was very, very busy. We copied big, huge plans, we did faxes, and I was running around like a, a maniac. And the stress that came up when I did that made me, oh, you know that feeling like you're on caffeine, but you're not on caffeine and you're all stressed out. I realized that I don't have to live like that. So I did something very simple, which you can do if you choose at work. I decided to do this simple counting meditation. Every step or action was one, two, three, four. So I remember I normally would be faxing this and doing this at the same time and the papers falling out, that ran out. And the, the stress state of mind, the, the state of overwhelmness would cause everything to go awry. So I put the plan in the copier. I said one, reached over here two, pressed the button over here three, caught this four, and I turned into this incredibly beautiful dance that I highly enjoyed. Oh, and it excellent. became challenging for me yeah. to do that more gracefully each time. And I found that I could do so much in such a concentrated bit of effort. So I would um, offer that to you to take to work with you. It's something you can do in the grocery store. One, and you count your steps. One, two, three, four. Count your steps to the elevator to go to lunch. Count your steps out to oh, where you go by lunch. And you'll find that your stress level really does decrease quite there a bit. There was an excellent episode of The Mentalist where this uh, Patrick Jane was uh, teaching this mafia guy how to golf. And Patrick Jane, if you know the character, deduced that the mafiosa guy liked a particular Italian opera. And he said, it's very simple. And the, there was the rhythm in the song something like tarara boom and you so you you set in your mind tarara as you're getting ready and the ball meets the club at exactly the boom in boom well uh, i think so that's that same principle well it's kind of different in, in that yeah um and let me explain why it's different because i think it's important that is beautiful but the, the whole cadence of one, two, three, four, none of these numbers or steps are going to be very, any more important than any other one. So your mind is not tracking that boom day or whatever that was that you hit the ball, mm -hmm. that everything is of equal value. Yes. One, two, three, four. When it's all of equal value, there's no pinnacle for the mind to be engaged in. Like, oh, and it, it, it's a natural mindfulness type of a meditation yeah. because you're not anticipating anything. If we think something is superior to this, in, in any way we'll be anticipating it. Well, all of that is agreed. And in a, in a place where you are doing something that has that, that pinnacle climax, then that's just a way to approach it so that you wouldn't become it's stressed out. It's another technique. Yeah. It's another technique. Yeah, uh, I'm, more than I'm one just, correct uh, answer. Yeah. I, I, I'm just um, you know, letting you know what, what the value is in this, mm -hmm. and I don't want to diminish the value, but we can talk about another technique as well because I think it is, it, it's, a very, it's a very good one. And you can even do it, 
you know, typing, anything, anything. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a very good idea to keep a rhythm uh, dancing through your life. There was um, the idea of choosing a personal theme song, which was uh, Ally McBeal's contribution to the world, actually Tracy Allman, but still. Uh, you know, what would your theme song be? What would your personal song what be? What would yours be? Um, Sacred Agent Man. Yeah. I, I thought about that to figure it yes, out. Yes, I can a while. tell you, you had some thoughts about Yeah, on, on that subject. And I believe we have a caller. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, my name is Jim. Hey, Jim. Jim. Hey, what can we do for you? No, well, I got a, a question for you, and I'll ask the question and then just move on my way. Well, um, thank you. I'd like to know your, your thoughts about what, how we determine whether our actions are really based on free will or whether they're really a, a result of, of more cause and effect or determinism. Thanks. Okay. Good Thanks, question. Jim. Yeah, and we love your phone calls. Please continue with them. Uh, actually, everything that happens is free will because you do choose everything that happens. If a bully has convinced you that you have no choice other than to act government in a certain way, you're still being bullied and you still take your free will and you act in that way in particular. So it is not cause and effect, it is cause and response, not reaction, cause and response, because that's the truth of what's going on here. Now we have been convinced that reality is fixed and that we are the variable, but it's the other way around exactly. Um, we tell reality what to be. We are far more um, the creator than is reality. Now, I admit at the moment I'm not levitating or walking through walls, but nonetheless, uh, what went on there is this many eight billion of us, everyone with free will, in order for there not to be a massive depopulation, everybody has agreed to certain linchpins of reality in other words, the seven billion nine hundred ninety-nine million years on the wall. Yes, oh, that would take a while, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, people agree that walls are solid and that floors are solid and that gravity is a law. It's actually a suggestion, but still a law. And because all these people agree with this, then we can all live here together. If everyone is, well, gravity for me is eighty percent over there and fourteen percent there and twelve percent over there. And um, so this is what, did you have anything to say about Jim's uh, concepts, well, um, which are very good? I, I think that there are times when it appears that we are not acting in our own free will <clears throat> because we do get hypnotized by things, um, as in buying something and then we wake up, like, what did I just do? Some people it's, oh, I just got married, what did I do? <laughs> Uh, whatever it may be, yeah. uh, we, we do, we it. do, and we mm -hmm. get into thought forms. Whenever there is a consciousness about something, like for instance going into work at a new office and there is a living thought form that everybody steps into that says this is a terrible place to work, yeah. and you walk in there and all of a sudden you just start thinking this is a terrible place to work, even though if you weren't in that yep. thought form, you would see it as a very good place to work. They exactly. take care of their employees. Mm -hmm. Now, even under those times when we get hypnotized or when someone influences us, like peer pressure, mm -hmm. like we all know that that may not be our free will um, at, at face value, but we do yeah. um, act on it anyway. 
even then, I think from a higher level, our higher self is still deciding to have that experience, and it is still free will, even mm -hmm. if our physical consciousness isn't aware of it at the time. Yeah. But it's all always being orchestrated by an ever-increasing consciousness. Yeah, and another whole concept that fits with that is the idea of victims. There is no such thing as a victim. Everybody chooses what happens in At their life. At some point on the, on the scale. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. consciously. Yes, thank you for saying that. And sometimes very unconsciously. Nonetheless, we choose it. Yeah. And that's where blame vanishes once you acknowledge that, um, see, I, I was asleep, I was hypnotized, but I have to own it that this was my idea because um, otherwise, why would I erode being? We are the creator. We are the force that brings life into the world. And I know everybody's in the blame game about uh, how poorly we're treating the planet. Believe me, the planet is not this poor, helpless yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what it's I was really saying the other night, that, yeah. that I got in the meditation at our bowl event that the planet is not a victim. And that yes. was very healing for me to get Excellent. that because I had been worrying about it. And the, the planet can take well, care of itself, yeah. not, not to go polluting, but... Yeah. Uh, just the first person, the, the person that created the gun did so to have the experience of creating the gun. The person that fired the gun did so to have the experience of firing the gun. The person that got hit by the bullet did so to have the experience of being hit by the bullet. But there was not a single victim in the entire process. Now, can we please get over guns? Can we go on to a life that doesn't require things like this? Uh, we became really good at throwing particles, but I'm telling you, I'm not impressed. <laughs> you know, in any way, could we at least switch to some other method? How about hypnotizing the lion? There you go. Rather than shooting, you know, all the rest of this. But the idea of giving up most of the way in which we think, the idea of recognizing 100% of human beings are sorcerers because we are the source of what happens in our life. It is absolutely the truth. Uh, another thing, it's not necessary for us to convince anyone of anything. That's the person's job, the, the convincee. You know, and that's one of the biggest uh, life force deleting events that human beings seem to love to play is someone goes, oh, I don't believe it. And then you spend all your life force attempting to convince them. And then they still don't. You were telling me this many years ago. And then they still don't believe it. You know, and well, so what? Not All you're doing is empowering you. their skepticism. Yeah, please, skeptics, that you can doubt. See, that's the main claim to fame that a skeptic has. Oh, you can doubt. Gee, what an accomplishment! I'm so impressed. I know it's it's yeah. quite it's quite boring to me. Yes, I I just usually say, you know, go on your journey. I I don't. Why? And I usually say, go on your journey. <laughs> you know, wrong. Yeah, no, this is, this is nuts. This program is based on the idea that we're here to assist you. Yeah, that's what we're doing. This is what we've done for 10 years longer. This is what we've done forever to assist people to become more conscious. That's what this program is about. We are saying on this program that if you will please set aside time every day to meditate, you will catch on to the higher <laughs> concepts far more easily. We've spent um, many programs in a row now saying Lazarus is teaching either you carry love with you into each situation and are therefore grand in that situation 
or you expect to be carried by love, meaning that you're not as grand. You know, if you expect love to come into your life and solve all of your problems and there's my soulmate and there's the rest of this stuff. No, no, no. You be the one that loves. That's where the power is. Everybody's I, got I really this idea of being loved. Yeah, being carried by love. What were you saying? Um, I, I think that's a very powerful thing. Yeah, we've <clears throat> repeated it, I think, five shows yeah, in a row. Yeah, you've said it every week for a couple of months now. So yeah, yeah. Does good. anybody comprehend that? I would care to not have to repeat it. Be I'd like to have someone call and go, oh, yeah, I've got it. I see where if I carry love, I'm in charge. I see that if I'm expecting to be loved, I'm not so in charge. We'd like to hear because, I, uh, because we have a lot of guides, spirit guides we talk to all the time that advise us what to say on the program because of the number of people we're reaching. And hi, and thank you for being there to be reached. And we could use you know, the direct human feedback that yes, we've got it, then we don't have to go through it. It's the, um, you know, we were talking about uh, one of the subjects tonight might have been re, what was it again? I don't know, Neville, but. Um, oh, response, re. We'll, t we'll do that another week. Okay. Um, I, I, I have it written in another notebook, but um, the idea of meditation, um, mm -hmm. we were talking about, it's really important. It's not like this is a luxury. It's, it's vital to your mental, physical, emotional, yes. and spiritual health. It's a vital thing to do. Yes. As a matter of fact, the permeability of your skin or the um, puncture resistancy goes up like four times when you're in a state of meditation than it does normally. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people say that they, they get cut so easy or they get bruises or whatever. That's a sure sign that you're not meditating enough yeah. because your auric field gets stronger and mm -hmm. therefore your body gets stronger. Exactly. And you can sleep better. Um, and we were talking, or you were mentioning something about stress earlier. When we're in a st state of stress, it makes your whole body turn very acidic. And that is an environment that diseases grow in. Oh, yeah. Stress is the number one cause of all death, I feel. Mm -hmm. Illness oh, and death. Um, no, no. Stress is of the all cause illness. of all illness. Yeah, all and illness. Illness is the cause, cause of, of a percent of, of death. death. Yeah. But still, uh, yeah, I didn't mean death. I meant illness. It's, it's the number one cause of all illness, I yeah. feel, because our emotional body, our mental and our physical body get really discombobulated when we're not mm -hmm. in a state of meditation. Yeah. And also, when we are stressed out, we utilize or use up a lot of the serotonin resources. Mm -hmm. Instead of having those neuro connectors going to, the, to, to each other and passing along good information like, oh, look at that beautiful sunset. Instead of then the neurotransmitters communicating that and then we feel it, yes, that's a beautiful sunset. What happens is we use all of our serotonin in these stresses of driving around the beltway every day and it's like running from a lion, that is funny. but we get yeah. in the car and do it again every day. And we don't get out there and work out that whole cascade of what happens with the serotonin, then it goes down and we get adrenaline and cortisol and all this. We don't work it out of our body. So our body becomes more and more diminished. With low serotonin, we get depressed. Mm -hmm. 
And then if we have low serotonin and are depressed, then we have less melatonin because melatonin is converted to serotonin. So we don't sleep well at night and it turns into this vicious cycle of and stress around. and disease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can cut it immediately with some meditation. Yeah. Okay. And we have a caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, hi, it's Victoria. Victoria, hi. hey, what can we do for you? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Okay, well, it seems pretty muffled from my end, but um, I just wanted to um, comment on some things that you were talking about, about love. Um, you know, I do energy work, and so I'm very, I can feel things very, um, mm -hmm. very easily. Good, good. Okay, so one of the things I've noticed is when we are searching for love because we feel we're at a lack for it, our energies are outside of ourselves. I know most people know this already. Very good. But you're literally getting pulled in every direction. You're, there's mm -hmm. a disconnect with self, and you feel, I won't say weak, but you're at the mercy of anything. So if you're looking for it here and you can't get it here, then you're getting upset. You're looking for it over there. But once you connect to self, and when I say that, it's about getting in meditation and really connected to the blueprint that God made, I felt a complete shift. It's like there was no sense of me feeling weak or pulled out of, and I was there, Excellent. Was, there was just this strength that wasn't there before. Yeah. Yeah. That's Thank what we're you. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Very good. That's in very important for people to really comprehend and to put yourself in the ballpark as this show is talking. That is to meditate. When you meditate, you become you get back in your center. And acquainted sure. with the bigger picture because the picture down here is really very very small and all human beings search for love go ahead I'll well talk about the that infinite later. the infinite is really inside not outside and that was very good Victoria yeah. and mm -hmm. I felt I can tell and I think everybody can when someone is coming from behind their own eyes or they're not and whenever mm -hmm. we're worried about what other people are thinking about us a percentage of us is in here behind our eyes living our life the other percentage is projected into what we think other people are thinking about us or viewing us as and we're not in ourself we're not our consciousness is not rooted in ourselves absolutely absent and you can see that in someone's eyes go to a intermediate school or a high school and watch some of the young girls walk down the hall it's a very impressionable time and they're worried about their hair and they're walking like what is the what are the guys thinking of me and you mm -hmm. can see it it's a very viscerally viscerally seeable thing mm -hmm. And so getting back behind your eyes is very important. And meditation does that because it animates the world inside as well, being more important yeah, than the world outside. Yeah. We have done this, so much information on meditation. Though. Uh, there's the idea that the human body has two poles, ironic, eh? Uh, plus pole, which is uh, where the hair spirals out at the top of your head, and the negative pole, which is in the uh, base, the coccyx, which is the Merkaba, per se. And any disease is an interruption between the flow of these two poles back and forth. So the poles are like yo apart. But we have the idea that the pole is out there somewhere. The, pole, the, uh, the thing that we're supposed to unite with is out there. But it's not actually. It's already inside of you. So if you can get your own personal positive and negative pole to combine with each other, and then to get that combination to reach equilibrium, you're totally, just for a second even, just for a moment, and you'll change the entire perception you've ever had of everything. That idea of being united within yourself, and that's a, 
one thing that meditation can begin to provide the background for. And then if you can actually and remain meditating rather than just leaving the entire world, you become, um, that's, that's what we would be referring to as uh, universal consciousness. Once you're no longer searching outside of you for anything whatsoever, there you are. That's the deal. That's what we came here to figure out. There's all of these things, the illusion or delusion or seelusion, whatever that might be, um, keeps us from recognizing our potential. And that is at least the beginning of human potential, is to unite the poles within you. And then, well, who knows? Our caller has a follow-up. Hi. Hey. Hi. It's still Victoria. I have to tell you, I, this happened this afternoon, and I thought of you guys immediately. I had to call you and tell you this little story that happened this afternoon. I'm sitting outside in the grass, um, and there's this little, I hear this bird calling constantly, wouldn't stop for an hour. So I started looking around, and there's this little baby bird on the ground, and he had his little wings. He was running away, but he couldn't seem to fly. So I got a little concerned. I was watching him. I sent him healing energy. He started kind of coming towards me. So I came in the house and I called animal control and I was sitting here worried about him. He couldn't seem to get off the ground and he'd been there for a while. And so animal control said something very interesting to me. They said, do not touch the bird. His mother pushed him out of the nest to teach him how to fly. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's the truth or not. I've gone and checked on him. He's gone. Mom and him are gone. I heard mom up in the tree. But if that is the case, I just I mean, think about it. It's like God pushing us out of our nest, and we know how to fly the whole time, and we don't realize it. Yeah, very good. How beautiful. Thank you for saying that, because so often... Thank you. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. One thank of the you. stages we go through as being in, as on our path of becoming more and more intuitive and spiritual is we feel that we have to go out and rescue every cat, every dog, every person that we see. and really what we're doing is we're learning that nobody needs rescuing. One time I was in a meditation no and I was asking the universe or uh, my higher self, like what is a better way to serve humanity? I know we do the show, but I meant like something like a soup kitchen or something like that. And I said, what's a better way to serve those less fortunate than me? And I went into meditation and Mother Teresa shows up more vivid than things are right here. And Mother Teresa was a great lady, but she's not somebody that I really focused on or she wasn't a, f a focus of my meditations or anything, certainly. And so it was surprising to see her show up and she just simply said, what makes you think there are those less fortunate than you? And I tell you, it was one of the biggest aha moments I ever had, sort of like your bird story, where I, it was like I could have had a V8, and I thought all these years I've been thinking that I have to get out there and save somebody. And I realized that a lot of people want to go save because they feel guilty about having. And that if we listen to our heart and saying, is this for me to do, then it's going to be on your path and it will empower you and empower the other person. But if it's not on your path, then it's going to drain you and make you sick, like a lot of the healing that we have to go out there and do. If it's making us sick, then it's not on our path. That was, 
so revealing to me because if there was no one less fortunate than me, then there was no one more fortunate than me. And that everybody, no matter what it looks like they've chosen for themselves, they're in control. They have it, they, they have it under control. And there are going to be times we intersect where we do help out, for sure. But we'll know that. Yeah. And everybody's in the right place at the right time, all the time. Everything is absolutely perfect. It's really quite upsetting because we, we don't have the role to play that we believe we have the role to play. And that's not it. And that's uh, for the last time. That's you carry love with you or love carries you. And that is the, the basic difference. And the entire of us have been trained to feel that we're going to be carried. And it really is the other way around. It's a very important description. Well, that's a, another really good use of meditation, like my Mother Teresa experience and mm -hmm. a lot of yours and many other ones, is that's where we get a lot of this guidance and this communication. Mm -hmm. And I see the chakra system, likewise the poles, but I see it also as like a conveyor, like those buckets and the um, I wheel. I love Lucy. The, uh, no, what are those called? wrist mill wheels, yeah, water, yeah. Wheels, water wheels, but the real oblong ones. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you have your experience and you send it up to the universal energies out the crown chakra. You mm -hmm. distill it into wisdom and that knowing that everything is okay. And then it comes back down as wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then we send the experience up. And any judgment or constriction along the way, we, we don't complete that process and the experience gets stuck in us. And that's the kind of work I do with people is to help them get that out so that that conveyor can then work. Yeah. Because once we get that out of the way and the experience can get up to its distillation of wisdom, that's when we remember that we can fly. And that's kind of, so very Works good, Victoria. I love yeah. that story. Yeah. That's I'd good. heard recently that uh, they finally figured out uh, who coined uh, the word chakra. And it turns out to have been an ancient Greek named Chakracles. Yes, I knew, yes, I knew that joke was coming. He was trying that one out on me earlier. Yes, a rehearsal for jokes. He had uh, moved from Scotland. But I changed it that was, to, for, to India. Just, uh, yeah. I remember that. Now, this guy had come from Scotland because that's how someone Scottish would say chakra. The chakra. 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 Chakra, please. That's where See, the Scotland Greek. came in. Yeah. Works perfectly. Okay, I, speaking of coined words, oh, coined I've words. coined another word, and Yay. that is called meditation. That's what I say I'm going to do when before I go to sleep at night is mm. my meditation, and That's this cute. is where guided meditations can come in very handy. I mm -hmm. have three posted on the website. They're also on YouTube, but at telepathictv.com under audio that button. There are three meditations. Um, I have many more, which I will be posting. One is on healing. And if ever I'm not feeling well, I will put that on on headphones when I go to sleep and I feel better the next day because it reminds your body that it's not unhealthy and that it lets go of anything that is not conducive to great health. But there's one up there called the ocean meditation, peaceful evenings, and the silence meditation. So I invite you to, to give those a, a shot. I did the music on them too. It's not all Excellent. that great, but one of them I played the flute. Wonderful, yeah. Yes. Excellent. But uh, if anybody can figure out how to get those up for download, people could download them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, there we go. But I, I do that at night. I like guided meditations at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've lately been meditating uh, on the way to sleep. I sort of divided up the uh, 
uh, Merkava meditation, so it's now spread over the entire sleep time, uh, interestingly enough. The um, meditation is one of the meditations that uh, I've been doing for simply years and years and years was to get in touch with uh, my spirit, my spirit and its timeline. In other words, there was a, in the timeline, there was a place before there was physical incarnation where you were simply just separated from God in kind of um, um, period of, um, I don't know the word for it, but your growth before you grow to the point that you would consider taking on a physical body which could be a, a stone or an animal. You, you go through this set of, of incarnations before you get to human incarnation. That's not the first thing off the bat you go through. Um, well, yeah. okay. that's one idea. So yeah. I've, yeah, and so I've been uh, talking to me uh, before I'd had any notion of a body whatsoever and found a great deal of clarity there. So there's a, a form of meditation you can uh, use if you want, just ask to speak to you before you were ever incarnated and find out, ask that part of you questions and then be silent and uh, uh, information will appear in your mind. It's really quite a useful thing to do and makes uh, something like the life today seem far more understandable, far more comprehensible. Uh, in fact, all but elementary, as ironic as that may sound, given the framework I've put all this into. So uh, meditation, it's a very important part of, uh, meditation will free you from guilt. That's another thing. Uh, the complex life that we live, it wouldn't be so complex if there weren't guilt involved in it. And so part of the thing you can do to uh, reset your mind from the guilt that we are constantly experiencing uh, is meditating and seeing the larger picture and releasing yourself through. Um, if we were to do away with guilt, then we would have to carefully examine every situation and decide what our best course of action would be in that situation. So many times I've, I've talked about um, we get out of bed because of guilt. If we didn't get out of bed because of guilt, uh, we would become awake and go, oh boy, the opportunity of a new day. The possibilities are endless. People will write great things about what I'm going to do with well, this day, but instead we rely upon guilt to get us up, and yeah, I know. I don't know if there's time, but I wanted to share sure, please. Um, another meditation technique that, mm -hmm. that I've talked about before on the show. I know I don't have much time because of the duck coming, but um, the, uh, often, much like you're talking about, we're waiting for love, like, oh, love, please, I'm, I'm a victim to love ignoring me or whatever. Mm -hmm and how powerful it is to say, no, I am love. Why am, what am I waiting for? Yes. The, there is also a meditation. Rather than inhaling 
um, po uh, neg positive energy and exhaling negative energy, uh, I know for lack of better words, mm -hmm. what you do is inhale anything unlike perfect balanced love and exhale it as perfect balanced love. Oh, excellent. I remember when I first read that meditation, it was kind of startling to me, like, ugh, that's counterintuitive. But when I did it, I felt so powerful. It's like there's nothing that we can come across that we can't transmute through our breath. Exactly. Our sacred attention. Mm -hmm. Okay, so are we ready? The first time okay, I we've ever got the duck now. Uh, they were waiting for me to finish yes, that, so okay. we'll finish up after. This is David, our dangler of the day, our dangler du jour. Play. Yeah, that's a good one. Simplicity. Oh, that they was go together one. really well. Yeah. Thank you, David. Playing in simplicity. Okay. Would you like to finish what you were saying? Well, the first time I heard this particular person say that he would accept anything. I thought, oh no, dude, you're going to mess up. Don't, do, don't, don't be that way. And now I realize just how brilliant uh, well, the I concept that is. That is brilliant. Yeah. But going, to, going at it from a completely balanced perspective, because mm -hmm. if you're doing it through um, kind of a negative self well, each talk, situation. then you'll, you'll attract yeah. things that are kind of wild. Each situation has no. to be... Um, we have our first call. No, no call. Each, situa each situation has to be carefully figured out, you know, rather than any sort of blanket statement. And we have our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Betsy. Betsy, what can we do for you? Well, um, I was interested to get a reading from Mary. Um, my uh, 72-year-old mother has become in, uh, involved with a. A gentleman, 22 years her junior, and um, Make I'm me just do math. interested about that. Have <laughs> getting a reading about that. Okay. Well, I'll pull some cards to see what's good for you to know about that for sure. And just as a comment, you said uh, um, real quick before I get to that, um, you said carefully looked out or something, but Figured carefully out. trusted out is a new expression. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. What's good to What's good for you to know about your mother and this new person? Do you want to take it? No, no. Okay. Um, okay. The first card we get. This is the completion card. I have taken um, a copy of the deck I normally use, and I've cut off the the borders from it so that we can get more experiential about the picture. And one of the things I see here is that. This is really good for her because maybe she thought there was an end to certain things in her life and so because we're trained to think that, oh, we're 70, we're whatever, so we can't have this anymore. Uh, or we're a certain age, we have to wear our hair and wear polyester suits and dye our hair white and we have to do all these different things. And this is really giving her a lot of life force because it's helping her to review her life in a different way. In it and perhaps stalling some of the aging process because she's no longer believing in it as much. One of the things about this card, the turtle, the turtle doesn't have to run because it, it focuses on where it wants to go and goes to the right place the first time and it doesn't have to dart around. So I feel like she's got this under control, which may be a concern of yours, like, oh, what, what does this person have in mind and everything? Um, and then the, the courage card, like getting out there and, and doing things um, that we may feel afraid to do. One of the things I'm getting from this is that maybe you are being called 
into the situation to look a little closer, whereas I do feel your mother can take care of herself and she'll be aware of everything. Maybe it is a good idea for you to just keep your eye on the situation and see if there's um, like maybe some advice you could render periodically. Um, and it reminds me much of what we were talking about before when the gentleman called and asked Neville that really brilliant question about reality and uh, what I said about that, um, that sometimes we can get a little pulled into a mindset, but that some part of us really is have it under control. So I would say just meditate and send prayers for, yeah. for and I would that awareness is, to get united with this awareness. Oh, yeah. I would think this had something to do with a series of lifetimes. I'm sure. sort of yeah. had to, hi, <laughs> you know, just, just to uh, see each other again. Yeah, that like does that. happen a lot, for sure. Yeah, quite mm -hmm. a bit. At least that was Thank my you. initial thought on it. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name's Michelle. Michelle, what can we do for you? I'd like a reading from Mary, please. Okay, be most happy to. All right. Okay, the first card, it shows this little child in the darkness, not really knowing which way to go, and so he kind of stood still. And I think that's kind of how we all are in the beginning part of our life. And then he takes that step, and next thing you know, this beautiful light shows, shows up. And I feel like that's the way it, way it is for you, that there is a lot calling you to go forward. I'm feeling something new about work opportunities, too. I don't know if you do anything in marketing or something like that, but I feel like there's a great skill for that. And it doesn't have to be conventional marketing. Marketing is really an intuitive job because you're reading trends and you're doing it um, psychically, really, intuitively, although we get it ground down to a fine science and we go on statistics instead, which are not nearly as accurate. I feel you're very intuitive but that sometimes you may look at past experiences and say, uh, well, I did not, I wasn't right in that one case, so now I'm not gonna ever trust myself again. And I think it's time to start trusting yourself, especially your intuition. And look, I shuffled the deck and we have this card again. This is talking about something coming to an end. So it may be a transition to a new job or a promotion or to a new cycle in your life, but it's saying look and observe the things that really made you happy and the things that didn't. And walk toward what makes you feel larger and walk away from what makes you feel smaller and don't question it because it's different for everyone. So thank you. Excellent. And uh, hi, caller. <clears throat> hi. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Christy. Christy, what can hi. we do for you? Hi. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank both of you for the show. Oh, oh you're welcome. It's an important topic, and I wanted to know if I could um, get a reading from Mary, please. Sure. I'd be most happy to. Thank you. If you see us shivering, it's because it's about 30 degrees in the studio tonight. It is okay, this is, this is the proverbial leap of faith. The, the, the person who says, you know what, it's not, I will have not lived my life if I don't do it authentically to who I am. And he takes that leap of faith and he goes off the side of the mountain and the, the angels carry him to his next des designation. Um, destination, designation, destination. And that's where I feel you are. It's like there, there have been so many anchor points that have been loosened for you in your life that you're really ready to move on, but yet it's coming in increments, and so do not get discouraged. 
This card is about sometimes we, we take our time or we may postpone or we may move from one situation into a situation that has some similarities. And it's not because we're recreating the same thing, but it's because we are loosening some of these anchor points. Um, we're, lo we're loosening so many of them that we keep some commonality as we move forward to keep ourselves grounded. So don't get discouraged. And this is talking about that moment of enlightenment where you actually do break free from any kind of uh, illusionary prisons. So I, I think that there's going to be something coming up in the next six months that is going to significantly move you in the direction you want to go in. And don't be discouraged if it's not happening quicker. There's a reason for that. So thank you. No? No? Oh, so <clears throat> what anyone can do then is to uh, set up a regular regime of meditation to increase your ability to activate the higher nerve centers. I don't know if anybody's aware, but uh, if you took an animal and strapped an intellect onto the animal, you would have a person. And then from there, uh, the person is presumed to uh, graduate into higher levels of consciousness. So sometimes that takes a few hundred lifetimes, a few thousand lifetimes, but if you're watching this show, it's uh, a given that you are ready for the next step up. That's what we came here to assist with. And we're just saying that this show in particular, to set yourself up with uh, regular meditation. And uh, yoga is uh, getting the body involved in the meditation Yeah, I, I really well. agree with uh, yoga. And even if you don't officially do yoga, you can do stretches that feel good to you and mm -hmm. hold it for breaths and feel all the sensation, feel the oxygen going into maybe some of those joints yeah, that it hadn't yeah. gone into before. But real quick, the um, visual meditation, which I think is so critical, mm -hmm. I teach it in the Psychic Development Series because it really oh, exercises up, the it? intuitive brain. It actually began uh, last week, but one, one of the exercises is to stare straight ahead, relax your gaze, you can stare right at the TV um, right now, relax your gaze and look at in everything else you can see. Like I can see Neville, the three cameras, the three camera people, Linda, the lights, the floor, the rug, his shoes. Go through a catalog of everything that you can see while you have that peripheral gaze and your eyes may tend to try to look at what you're focusing on with your mind. But bring it back to center and keep that relaxed gaze. We don't have enough peripheral vision. This is an incredible meditation, and it does a lot, and I'll tell you more about it next week, so you have to tune in. Yeah, a very important thing to do. Yeah. yeah. All of what we say here is very important. Yes. It is. Well, well it is important we because it actually helps your helps, intuitive yeah. brain develop, mm -hmm. and it becomes more the balanced. higher nerve centers, yeah. Yeah, well, and you're also um, thinking with both brains when you do that. Mm -hmm. Peripheral vision, you need to think with both brains, otherwise you're just focusing in a real focused way. Mm -hmm. And it does a lot of chemical and physiological things as well as... Yes, and if you're free this evening, that is to say Thursday the 10th of um, May, uh, you might want to join us at Happy Ruby Tuesdays. Happy birthday, Dad. He would have been 92 today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you may consider joining us at Ruby Tuesdays. Um, if this is a rerun, we won't be there unless we've gone back into time. However, basically what we're saying and uh, did we have, we're planning a um, serpent mound for uh, later on? Yes, we, we are 
thinking of moving that to September, and it's going to be great staying in a really fantastic hotel. If you're interested, please let me know. Uh, we will be really having fun. It'll be yeah, like a four-day, four four, four to five-day thing. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure of the date yet. So well, when we get all that. that worked out. But yes. Yeah, that would be very exciting and to do. Here are my two amethyst. I had a uh, dream of mm. two amethyst Vogel last night. Well, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door, and as always, thank you so much for watching yeah, us and, and calling in. Notice that this is a smoky amethyst, which I've never seen before. I'll get smoky. a nicotine patch. Smoky amethyst. Little amethyst but, uh, nicotine Yeah, patches. we want to thank you for um, participating and in the show. And remember to meditate tonight. Yeah. And Go listen to some of the guided meditations online. Mm-hmm. Thank you.